Why'd you say it like that? Man, because I do what I want. Like you said it the way people used to say 50 cent name back in the day. Oh. 50. 50. You said 240. You said 4D. <laughs> I was, uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. Dang. Go ask me a question. Nevertheless, we, we back in the building. It's Monday. It's episode 240 of the Rising Ground Podcast. You ready to go? Yeah, man. All right, let's do this. Episode 240. Yeah. Circles, live my life without rehearsal. If I die today, my nigga, was it business? Was it personal? Should this be my last breath? I'm blessed cause it was purposeful. Never got the church to worship, Lord, but please be merciful. You made me versatile, well-rounded like cursive. No, you chose me for a purpose. I put my soul in these verses. Born sinner was never born to be perfect. Sucker for women, licking their lips and holding these purses. Back when we ran the streets, who would think we grow to be murderers? Teachers treated niggas as if they totally worthless. And what? And I saw but never noticed that a college point is right to be all that you can be posters. Rest in peace to Tiffany. I don't know if this the realest shit I wrote, but know the realest nigga wrote this and signed it and sealed it in the envelope. And new one day you find it, and new one day you come back and rewind it, singing. Oh, let's go ahead and quit from there. Let's go ahead and get to the real shit. It's episode 240 of the Rising Ground Podcast. Your boy Roger back in the building. I go by Jakari. <sighs> How you feeling? Great. Great, 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 man. You just played my favorite rapper, Born Center, my favorite album. Absolutely. I think we're in agreement on that. Not with the favorite rapper part, but with the favorite album from that rapper. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. It's Born Center. But I feel great, man. How you feeling? How you been? What's been going on? Oh, my gosh. I feel fucking amazing, Corey. <laughs> Why is that? Because this is the last fucking week of school, Corey. What the <laughs> fuck? Yes, sir. I feel so I, great. I was going to say, like, tell us what's up. Tell us how you feeling. <clears throat> I love it, but... After the state standardized testing, shit like that, the kids know that there's nothing they really have to do and that the teachers are just giving them busy work until the year is over. Yeah. So we're in that stage and we've been in that stage for the last two and a half weeks, I'd say. Them niggas have been acting a fucking fool. I know they're going to be acting a fool this week, but it's it's the last week. It's expected. Um I'm ready for this shit to be over, man. Was there something that you did growing up as a kid that last week of school? Do you remember doing anything? The last week of school, things that I remember doing. No, I probably acted like I had no sense. Just because, I mean, what what were you going to do on the last week? You're going to suspend me? And the thing is, in, in my realm, now that I'm thinking about it, yes. Yes, it's still going to happen. 
Probably not on Friday, but Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's still getting sent home. Yeah. And it's so much so that, like, any little thing that y'all do, yeah, I'm going to send you home. Like, <laughs> don't think this week I'm acting up. I'm sending a, I'm sending a message to the ones thinking they're going to act up this week. Like, <laughs> oh, word, home. What? Home. I'm just playing. <clears throat> you must be, uh, I'm trying to think of a, of a mean-ass principal. From like a movie or a TV show, uh, Morgan Freeman, Lean on Me. <laughs> Hell yeah, <laughs> that nigga give a fuck. Niggas in that bitch singing and shit. That nigga was bitch. Cut that shit out. <laughs> God damn. Oh god, he went hard on the kids, bro. <laughs> you smoke crack, don't you, bitch? <laughs> like, damn. No, I just don't have a father at home. Young child, no, she smoked. They, they, that little nigga oh, yeah. was smoking crack. He was on that shit for real. <laughs> um. But no, nah, it's, it's going to be a great week. <clears throat> sure. How was your past week? Uh, the past week was good. The weekend was good. Um, Friday, I'm trying to think if I did anything Friday. Did we link up Friday? Yeah. I did we? Concert was Friday. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Hell, yeah. We went to go see the Larry June concert on Friday. Yes, sir. Um, amazing show. Monroe Flow was the opener. I think Monroe Flow did an exceptional job as an opener. Um. We could have been a bit more lively as a crowd, but um, I think he did a good job. After that, it took about another hour and some change, and then Larry came on. Oh, Larry killed it. I'm a music nigga, so I feel like sequencing could have done a little different, mm-hmm. Um, but wow. All in all, great show. Mm-hmm. He has the crowd rocking, and he's one of the only concerts that I've been to that he's going to have everybody in the building dancing while they while they rock to the music. Everybody else, like, you can move around, niggas mosh pit during rap shit, but no, like, he has niggas dancing. Yeah. And, man, he's, he just has so many songs. His catalog is so huge, so he has so many different uh, things to just choose from. So, like you said, it could be something for dancing. He has shit for the ladies. He slowed it down at one part. He was like, this is specifically for the ladies. He has the shit that the niggas turn up to, the positive shit, the motivation, motivational shit. So, um, yeah, man, the show was good. This was my this is my second time seeing Larry. I will say the last time I seen him was 2021 at the House of Blues. Monroe opened up at that one as well. I feel like that one that show was better to me. That was the Orange Print album tour. Okay, um, I enjoyed that show better. Of course, it's a smaller venue, but Monroe performed better at that one to me. This one, I feel like he could have did it better as far as song selection and sequencing, like you mentioned. Um, and then Larry overall, he going to kill it regardless, man. But it was so many people in that venue. I did not know that venue was going to hold that many people. I don't know if you ever looked back, like oh, turned I did. around and looked back. It was open up <clears throat> and people were like all the way out the door. The thing about it was when we walked in, we were in what was considered the back. By the time Larry June came on stage, we were technically in the front. There was a hundreds behind us. Hundreds. Yeah, he saw that bitch out. It's crazy. So much so that was there a fire marshal issue? Oh <laughs> yeah, yes. Uh the fire alarms were going off at one point. Okay, yeah. They they had to stop the show. He got off the show. I mean, he got off the stage for about five, seven minutes, something like that. He came back and was like, Good job, fire alarm. Good job, <laughs> good job, fire fire department. Yeah, man. Cause it was a goddamn hot box in that bitch. It wasn't that hot. 
I'm just saying all the smoke. Okay. Yeah. yeah now, all the smoke. Now there was a lot of smoke. In a the lot building. of smoke in the building for sure. But man, no, I had a great time. Like enjoyed the concert, like you said. Um, and they tried to like the. It was crazy, man. Because the day I didn't go to work that day, right? So woke up that day. It's sunny as hell. Beautiful day, right? Tuh. It starts fucking raining out of nowhere. Did you not know it was gonna rain that day? I wasn't paying attention. Oh my man. gosh, I was expecting for it. It was supposed nah, to rain that day. Yeah, I wasn't paying attention. When niggas be off work, you know, you just you ain't worried about shit. You just you got a free day. And rainy days are my favorite days. So yeah, I just don't like traveling and like trying to be Same. on a move in the rain. Same. I'd rather be at home chilling. By the time I was on my way to the function or to the event, it wasn't raining anymore. Yeah, it wasn't. But it was just still wet from It was wet, yeah. Mm -hmm. Raining, no. Yep, yep. But um, it was a great time on Friday. Move on to Saturday. I had a pretty packed Saturday. So woke up from the concert. Had to be at Saturday school, attendance recovery. I was there around 8 because I had some detention kids. Um, Got out of there around 12.30. Did a couple of errands, went went back home, quick nap type shit. Um, forgot what what else I had to do. Then we moved on to the Laker game on Saturday evening. We'll get more into that when we talk about sports later on. But pissed me the fucking fuck off. So we watched the Laker game. Then we move on Devin Haney fight. <laughs> <laughs> It was Devin Haney versus Lomachenko. Um, a very, very, very close fight. Unanimously, Devin Haney ended up taking it. This is a controversial fight because a lot would uh a lot of people would say Lomachenko takes this. I would have said Lomachenko takes this fight, but sue me, I'm rooting for everybody that's black, so I don't have a problem with Devin Haney winning this. All in all, good fight. Great card. We watched two knockouts on the card. Um I'm looking forward to the next top rank card. I'm looking forward to the next UFC. There's been a lot of um, knockouts on them undercards lately. Absolutely, you yeah. you got to stay tuned nowadays on these undercards. These niggas getting real, real talented. Bro. Yeah, these yeah, days. yeah. They're trying to make a name for themselves. Yeah, of course, of course. But just I feel like in all sports, uh, the talent level these days is just is great, bro. It's talent everywhere. Is it? Well, yes, it is great. And you can tell it's great because you look at how far advanced we are from the beginning of other sports. Like, Mm -hmm. if you look at 1970s ABA, NBA merger games, and you look at the gameplay in 2022-23, oh, them niggas going stupid. Nine day. They wouldn't be able to hang today. (laughs) They'd have to start the same kind of fist fights they started in the (laughs) ABA, NBA merger games. (laughs) We were talking about that over the weekend. That was some crazy-ass fucking fights. Mm -hmm. But um, nevertheless... Fights, basketball on Saturday night, fast forward on a Sunday, got the pie going. You know, we're here. Business is business. Absolutely. Politics as usual, business as usual. <laughs> How was your weekend, Corey? <clears throat> Man, so like you mentioned, Friday was great. Had a wonderful time. Saturday, I didn't do much, but just relaxing, man, just catching up on sleep. Was at the crib, uh, doing some pie work, watching movies, watching a basketball game. Um, just like I said, just kicking back, chilling, man. It wasn't raining on Saturday, but it was still kind of just like a. Um, it wasn't a hot day, but it was just one of them chill, like perfect weather days. So I was like, I'm gonna just relax and not do much. So um, yeah, just overall a chill weekend. Sunday, like you said, man, we doing the pod now. I'm ready to just start the week. May is almost over, bro. By the way, but um, 
I'm feeling good, man, but this month flying by. Yeah, and maybe being almost over, I had a conversation with somebody else, and it, it kind of brought me to a question I wanted to bring into the pod. Okay. It's getting hot outside. We're from Texas. We do a lot of different things during the summer. I don't know if everybody does snow cones the way we do snow cones. I saw somebody post like top flavors, like goat classic flavors, just off rip. <clears throat> Give me three like snow cone flavors you go to. Tiger's blood. This is that is the first one that I said in my argument with this. Um I don't like this one no more, but as a kid, I, I liked it for a small period, and I know other people probably will. Wedding cake. That's the second one I argued. Um, the third one, I think it's undeniable, and that's what this one said. Like That's what that person said. What you got? Number one, like Corey said, you have to go with Tiger's Blood. Number two, wedding cake does have to go in there. Number three, you have to honor the classic blue coconut. Blue coconut. Okay, of course. You have you have to go with blue coconut. Do, yeah. do you not? Yeah, especially if it's a sonic slush. I'm always going blue coconut. <clears throat> I have a bittersweet relationship with Sonic and the blue coconut slush. It tastes amazing. And nowadays, when I like as a grown-up, I only I only drink it because it reminds me of like my parents. But as a kid, I always wanted blue raspberry, but my parents never motherfucking got it. <laughs> like it wasn't that they wouldn't get it for me. They were just they, they just weren't understanding. Every single time I went, I would say blue. These niggas getting me blue coconut. <laughs> God damn it, I don't want this sweet shit. They got sip on the ocean water. And give me a little sour, man. <laughs> like, I wanted blue raspberry, so yeah. it took me to finally get older. I'm like, yo, this is nasty. Give me the yeah. other one. You don't like the coconut? I do now because I can appreciate it, but. Yeah. That was always my favorite at Sonic, man, growing up. I always had to mess with the blue coconut. Um, at one point, and this was really my, my cousin, he had put us on. And I don't know if this was really just uh, like. I hope you're not saying <laughs> what I'm about to say. Maybe, man. It may be like a secret menu, but I really feel like it was just something we was making oh, I know up. What you're talking about. And they were just doing it, but I used to order a Sprite slush. Oh, no, 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 no. You ever go that. to the Sonic and get a Sprite slush? Hell no. It must used to crack. I thought you were talking about that purple O, that purple orgasm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not so many people know about that, though. You would be surprised. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, You'd be surprised. Sh- I thought you were going to say something like grape. <laughs> that grape. <laughs> that grape slush used to be all right, but like. I don't know. Nah. Nickerish. I wasn't messing with it. You didn't fuck with the grape slush? Man, nah. I don't really like grape flavor too much, man. You'd be surprised. I don't like watermelon. What do you mean? Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean we would be surprised? Because we're supposed to like it. Who's supposed to like it? <laughs> That's the stereotype. What do oh, you mean? Okay, okay. <laughs> we're supposed that. to like grape soda. Look at look at Kari backing us in the corners. No. You trying to back me into marginalizing us black people. Of course not. I would never. Making us niggers once again. <laughs> Is it the sixties? Come on now. Nah, I could never mind. Never mind. Nah, don't want to do that. We didn't have access to the miapas. Like, don't let us get the miapas. Oh uh, yeah, they can't. You can't do that today. Oh my gosh, nigga, we we gonna survive just off Chicago alone. Hey, hey, all right. <laughs> Are you ready to go into this? Yeah, man. 
All right, let's move on to uh, music. We got albums or we got an album or EP. Summer Walker announced that she was coming back. She's dropped a full EP. It's called Clear 2, Soft Life. Mm-hmm. She's got some big features on here. None bigger than J. Cole himself. Correct. Um, But how many tracks did she drop on this? Nine. Okay. I've heard all nine of these. I will say the track with J. Cole is the most supreme, superb. Um, it's the best track on the, the EP to me. But I, I don't think this is a bad EP. I think it's good. Corey, thoughts? I agree as well. Overall, from uh, from track one to track nine, it's a good project. Cole obviously stole the show with his feature. It's a very heartfelt verse. And it's uh, the intro. Intro, very personal. You know, he... He uh, wished her the best with her career. You know, he talked about how he enjoys listening to certain songs that she has and how emotional he gets, you know, just hearing her story and the things that she's been with. It was, you know, very, some Cole, like, like who else would do some shit like this? You know, you expect things like that from J. Cole at this point. So uh, that was cool to hear. But overall, I agree, man. Like, it was, a, it was a cool little EP. It's an easy listen. It's, I bet it's like 20, 30 minutes just get through those songs. And they actually sound good. Yeah, it's only 29 minutes. Yeah, it's they sound good. Like, the songs really, really do sound good. Of course, it's not going to compare to, like, what she has put out, what made her great. Yeah, they're um, not they're not over it and still over nah, it. They're not it's nah, not that. Hell no, nah, but but she does but have another good. EP or or two like Last Day of Summer, Life on Earth, shit like that, that you can compare her EPs to uh-huh. and they're still quality tracks. Okay. Um these are still quality tracks. I want to go back to the J. Cole verse. You had some things to say about it. What I was gonna say about it is are his lyrics amazing? Yes. Is the content amazing? Yes. Is this song amazing? Yes. Fuck every time this nigga talks about writing the fall off, it hurts my fucking feelings, Corey. Every time. He said something about how the haters are out there like waiting on you to fall off like the album I'm writing. Damn it, Corey. We actually talked about this at the concert. You remember? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wasn't that drunk. We we talked about this at the concert. Um, All four of us, really. uh, It was me, you, Elijah, um, Pat. Well, five. Me, you, Elijah, Pat, um, Keese. Shout out them niggas. Yep, yep. How J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, and a, a plethora of other rappers that have had great success in this game from the blog era and on. 10 plus years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have gained the notion that, hey, I'm not striving for plaques anymore. I'm not striving for Grammys. The older generations, the Lil Wayne's, the Jay-Z's, the Kanye West, the T.I.'s, they wanted that. They wanted those Grammys. Um, They hadn't been walked through the game the way I was walked through the game and, and seen the things that I saw. They just wanted it from the industry level because they wanted to gain that acclaim that the mainstream had. Kendrick Lamar, J. Cole, they were able to enter the mainstream easily. And they were able to see the things that the the, the people before them were looking for, like Grammys, um, different accolades. It was tainted to them. It was all dirty. I, the, the shit that that they thought was beautiful or the shit that they always wanted didn't turn out to be. Yeah. So it was like, let me get my money and get what I want out of this game and give you 
what y'all need out of this game, and I'm good to go. Yep. They're ready to quit. Yeah. <clears throat> to, to tie it up as well, what I was saying at the concert, you had asked me, you know, J. Cole has mentioned retirement for a while now, but you you had said, like, hey, Car, do you really think he's going to do it? And I said, yes. And to go back to what you're saying, we're comparing it to older artists, you know, like Cube, Jay-Z, Nas, Snoop Dogg. Like you mentioned, they didn't get the so-called acclaim as early as these rappers got it in their career. So once they got it, they realized it wasn't even all that. They didn't even want it anymore. So... When Cole says he's going to retire, Kendrick said he's going to retire, Drake said they're going to retire. These niggas are really, to me, really are going to retire. You're not going to have a Jay-Z 05 black album. This is my last album, guys. I'm never going to drop again. And on the same tip you're saying, we can add in the money. Let's add in the monetary. When you think about Big Daddy Kane, when you think about Ice Cube, when you think about Rakim, the stars from the late 80s, the 90s, the ones that really built this rap game, they didn't make the millions on millions that the rappers are making in the game today that they're able to parlay into stocks, bonds, real estate, and make themselves multi-millionaires. So you saw these rappers that were from the 80s and 90s working into the 2000s, into the 2010s, into the 2020s. J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, they were able to up hundreds of millions in a course of 10 to 12 years. Right. What do I need this rap shit for anymore? Right. I have kids that I can sit down and raise an empire with. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or raise and have them a part of my empire, should I have said. They don't have to do this anymore. J. Cole's really going to quit. I do think you're going to get something in between. I don't know what that It's a Boy shit is, but I definitely think it's a project you're going to get in between. I do, too, as well. I, I'm, I would speculate kind of like on a Truly Yours series, something, you know, like an EP in between uh, before we get the fall off, which, you, you know, it's so called to be the last project that we get from J. Cole. But agreeing with you once again, man, he stole the show with that verse, um, you know, with that entire song. And just says, I mean, says a <laughs> summer walker on the course. Um, Call me when you need love is what I believe she said, man. That yeah. just just sounds good. Um, going back to the project though, she also had Childish Gambino. She did on another feature. I enjoyed that song as well. Did you like it? I did. I did. I had saw some people on Twitter. It was like I can't believe she got J Cole and Childish Gambino. I'm like, I don't know how y'all can't believe that. That's Summer Walker. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> Talking about, I mean, like she got songs with Kendrick Lamar, Drake. This is to this be is like the second biggest R and B artist in R and B. What the fuck are we talking about? Arguably the biggest. What are we talking about? Of course, of course. Um, Killing it. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I'm not gonna say it was. It just blew me away. It didn't right. knock my socks off. But it's a great album. Yeah, great EP. The last thing I will say, and I don't want to say this and sound um, like mean in any way, but. I was thinking of this when I was listening to this Summer Walker project, and I was like, it may benefit her if she never really falls in love or has, like, a successful relationship. What the fuck is wrong with the <laughs> Bro, because, like, imagine if she finally finds somebody who does her right. All her music is about her heartbreaking every day that she goes through. That is true. <laughs> you know what Or I'm we can watch her do that switch, but... I know. I'm just being funny. No, yeah, I remember what happened when we watched uh, Mary J. Blige switch. <laughs> you see what I mean? People don't want to... Like, okay, look, bro. We so fickle. 
fans, we'll say we want our favorites to be happy and have this joyous life, but when they switch up their music, bro, we'd be pissed off. The thing about it, and I'm gonna I'm literally going to use Mary J. Blige as the example for this. Mm-hmm. Her last album that we really took serious, like to to acclaim would have probably been like the breakthrough 2005 either that or the growing pains 2007 but breakthrough really was the one mm-hmm. and she got her shit back together like <laughs> fell back in love yo we was not fucking with that shit not until she came back in 2022 with like uh good morning gorgeous and it's after the divorce nominated for a grammy yep. come on now but yeah she went through that nasty divorce though right but maybe yeah she did yeah. um i think her husband took everything from her type yeah, shit that's what i'm saying you might be right, Kari, but you know she fucking with uh, uh, Meech. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Little big Meech. <sighs> Little big Meech, man. Yeah, that's what that's what they saying. No, no, that's that's confirmed. I know, but how many of these relationships are really for real, for real, or is it just for publicity? No, that's confirmed classic. I think confirmed classic. That's confirmed classic. <laughs> yeah, that's confirmed for real. Classic. Yeah, yeah. I know. I've seen him together. But for I've me, he not the type of nigga to, to do the shit for the shits and the shits and fakes. She is though, possibly. Nah, she wouldn't do that to him. Especially no. with music coming out. You nah, don't but, think so. Nah, I don't think that's fake. I don't. Okay. Nah, I don't. I don't really care. I'm just talking. Shout out to them though. Hopefully, they do have a successful relationship. Fuck them. <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing. Um, <clears throat> you ready to move on? Yeah. All right, only thing we have in songs, Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar surprised us. Uh, Kendrick Lamar hopped on a remix to America Has a Problem off of Beyonce's Renaissance. Have you able? Uh, have you been able to give that a listen? Yeah, I did. I did. It dropped uh, once again when we were s- sitting, <laughs> standing at the concert. We tried to play that shit in our ear at the concert. <laughs> right, right, right. We it's like, like, I can't hear it. It's like, we got to hear this, man. But uh, yeah, I played it through uh, as soon as we got back to the car after the concert. It was the first thing I put on, but... I will say I'm not really enjoying it as much as I thought I would. Just seeing the headline, you know, when you see a no, headline. Yeah, let's talk about that moment. You, when you see a fucking headline that says Beyonce and Kendrick Lamar have has a song out, we went into a panic. Yeah, so all <laughs> of a sudden my phone vibrated. I don't know how I felt my phone vibrating at a concert, but I immediately picked it up, looked at it, and it said right here, I still have it. It said Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce just dropped a new song. And I didn't even look to see what the fucking song was titled. I immediately showed the guys. Them niggas was tripping. <laughs> I mean, I was tripping as well. We went to go find it. I'm with Corey. Um, I'm not wowed. I don't like it, bro. I really don't like it. I don't think Kendrick Lamar fits on that track. He could have picked any other track from Renaissance and then maybe it would have sounded better. But that one... That wasn't the right one for Kendrick to me. It kind of sounds like you remember. I think it's damn. He has that U two song. You don't like that song? I'm not saying I don't like it. But I just don't feel like it fit with everything else. Like Kendrick just don't fit on this song to me. Okay, I um, like it, bro. I do agree with you that there's a couple of different ones that he could have gone on. Um, I haven't heard Renaissance in a long time, so. I wasn't eager to hear the Kendrick Lamar remix either way. Yeah. I'm sure the Beyonce fans are going crazy over it. I'm not saying it's a bad track, mm-hmm. but, you know, it's not for me. Yeah, I was a little disappointed as well because, like I said, the excitement was so hot. I didn't know it was a remix at first. So I'm like, oh, shit, this is a brand new song. 
it's about to be some heat. This is Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce once again. I know we keep saying it, but uh, once I realized it was a remix, I was like, oh, okay. Then I had to really go back and listen to the original song as well just to see like how it sounded before. And like I said, it's, it's not bad. It's Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce. Like it, It's not trash, but I just don't like it. It's not something that I'm going to continue to play back at uh- all. The one that she just redid, what was what was that track? Cuff It, wasn't it? Okay, I didn't know if that was Cuff It. I didn't want to mistake it. Yeah. He could have hopped on Cuff It and probably slid. Yeah, but you got to leave it alone at this point. She already remixed it. The song has like 75 remixes. On her remix? Or are you talking about just the original song? No, nah, I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Cuff It have like multiple remixes? I'm not sure, bro. Could be right. I know for sure it's been remixed a million times on TikTok. Okay. Instagram, that type of thing. Maybe um, the one that she put out is the only official remix. For so sure. you're probably right. <clears throat> Are you ready to move on though? Yeah. Yeah, we got some music that's dropping at the end of this week to mention. We got Lil Durk's Almost Healed dropping this Friday. You excited? I'm not excited, but we, yeah, the buzz you know, from the, the cold track's gone down. Yeah, we're gonna play it though. I still love that song. Still Me been too. playing it every day, but uh, nah, yeah, we'll see. And we're gonna have to see uh, sometime this week what that has scored on the Billboard Hot 100. Oh man, yeah, uh, it's definitely they saying it's gonna be top ten, could be top five, could be number one, could be number one. You, uh, we will have to wait and see. But you know, they are saying that it's gonna be Dirk's biggest opening ever. Um, and then for Cole to be his biggest feature uh, opener ever. So, yeah, we'll see. But we, we could expect it. I think we we talked about that before leading up to the song when we saw the the snippets that they were releasing. We was like, oh, this is possibly – I think you you really said – you was like, this could be Dirk's biggest song ever. Well, when you're thinking about Dirk um, not only changing the style that he's on, he changed that style specifically to be able to market toward a – a different audience, a broader audience. Mm-hmm. He's usually doing nothing but drill music. That type of song would have never made it on a, a Dirk album, a, a Dirk EP. None of that. He wouldn't. He wouldn't have even touched a track like that mm-hmm. if he wasn't going for a Billboard hit. And when you add somebody like J Cole, he's perfect for the kids. He's perfect for the image. He was going specifically for that. Yeah, it worked out exactly how it was supposed to. Work. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I'm looking forward to the album. So with that, what I will say, because like you just mentioned, we know that is not the usual Dirk style. He's probably never wrote out a song like that, like you mentioned. So with the album, knowing that he's going to give us something completely different from that song, is that why you are excited or why are you excited for Dirk? Help me out because I'm not super excited for this release coming. Well... Kari, we've already had this talk before. You're not that big of a fan of Dirk. I am. Um, so like, and I'm still under the belief that he's probably the best active <laughs> rapper, limelightish wise, that's out. Out his city or just period. Period. Okay. Like, I'm not mentioning like the Benny the Butchers, the Conways, the Rock Marciano, like leave all of those niggas out. Like I, I don't, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the ones that are in the limelight of 
the rap game. Do y'all know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know the little babies, the, the, the dirts, guys, the, the guys money bag yos, the finesse yeah. two times. So like when we say, say if I ask you who do you think is the best rapper, right? Like lyrically, you're not gonna say dirt. But, oh, lyrically, yeah, right, hell right. no. But what, what you're saying. saying is like overall star and guys who sit at the top of the game, dirt is that. Dirk that is level. number one. Right. I got you. I need to hear the one from number one. Gotcha. We will see, man. This Friday, May 26th, almost healed. Yeah, unless NBA Youngboy decides he wants to drop another mixtape. What if he says he's coming out on Friday? <laughs> A little EP action? Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised, bro. Does NBA Youngboy, uh, or does Dirk still drop? Yeah, uh, that that's over, man. Um, if NBA Youngboy did say he was releasing music, a project this week, I don't think it's going to cause as much harm now as two weeks ago would have, possibly, if they would have dropped at the same time. We're past that. Richest Op was cool. You know, maybe you like it, maybe you don't. At this point, niggas just want to hear the Dirk album. We're not even worried about, like, more beef. To me, I'm not. Like, if he, if he say he dropping, I'm not going to care like I did on the 12th. Okay. I think, think Kari might be one of the only ones that feels that way. No, nah, niggas is definitely trying to hear about the beef <clears throat> shit. Maybe not me, because I don't give a fuck either, but that's what they promoted this entire run. So, yeah, niggas are going to want to hear it. <clears throat> Money back, yo. Hard to love. That's dropping on Friday, too. Yep, yo, this is the mixtape before the album. Now, this one... It's probably gonna gonna be the first one I run to on Friday. Pause. I'm not running to any of these <laughs> albums. It's crazy. But on Friday, Moneybag Yo's mixtape is definitely gonna be the first one I listen to. Yeah, that's. <clears throat> I can say if you ask me if I'm looking forward to hearing something, I'm looking forward to hearing this one for reasons that we mentioned before. But um, I just want to see him continue to elevate. You know, he's somebody now who he gets recognized as being one of the best in the game now. We've said it before, when he drops, it's going to be huge. So um, we know this is not the, the album. Like we said, this is going to be the mixtape before the album, but it's still exciting to hear some new bag. So, yes, I'm looking forward to hearing Hard to Love. I know he had dropped a track list. I'll see if I can get that pulled up. We'll see how many songs are on there. It's been over two years since the Gangsta's Pain drop. He dropped that on April 23rd, 2021. I mean, he had um, a deluxe come out, but... Even that, I think, was two years out. Mm -hmm. That's what I want. Like, I don't need to hear anything but features. Like, I'm cool with features. Don't drop a bunch of fucking mixtapes in between. Niggas is starving for this fucking money bag, yo, at this point. I don't have anything else to say. <laughs> I was trying to let you out of flow, man. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I don't have too much either. Just looking forward to Money Bag. We can move on. We have one more project that is coming out this week on Friday as well. Kodak Black took to Instagram and let us know that he's releasing a project that will be titled Pistols and Pearls. Yeah, he said, thanks to everyone that's been on this journey with me, loving and thugging. I couldn't find peace without all the violence. Atlantic Records, it's been well. Nothing but gratitude and the utmost respect. Um, to my knowledge, this is his final album and his sign off of Atlantic Records. Yep, yep. You know, that's not always the case 
and there's paperwork, there's this, this, that complication behind it. So don't be surprised if you see some more projects, tracks moving forward after this that are still under Atlantic Records because rappers just love to say they're off as soon as they think they're off. Mm-hmm. But um, Because all niggas here when they sign their contract is how many albums they got to do. They don't, yeah. they don't look at the technicalities of the paperwork. But hopefully Kodak Black has. Kodak Black's not as... Like he he's smarter than y'all niggas think. Absolutely. Um, and his people are behind this shit. So hopefully he knows with this he'll be fulfilled in his contract and that he he's off. But I can't wait to hear this one either. Same, same. And just a little bit more, like you said, um, about his contract. He had been talking about this last year. Like he knew the uh, the end was coming. You know what I'm saying? That's why he kept releasing music. He released like two or three projects just last year so he could get off of the label. Do you remember the Instagram live videos when he was going back and forth talking about NBA Youngboy and- How much he was making. Yeah. He was like, oh man, if I'm getting off the label doing this, he was like, if he moving, getting that, I'm getting this too. I need that too. I'm just as big as him, if not bigger. That's what he was saying. Do you think that's true? Yeah, it definitely was. Uh, Kodak doesn't have the same steam that he had going into 2022. Not at all. uh, When Super Gremlin rang off. Not at all. So he doesn't have that same amount of steam. So right now I could say you could probably more than likely give that to NBA Youngboy. But just a year ago, absolutely, Kodak was like the best rapper in the fucking game. Okay. He was getting recognized by everybody. He was on everybody's track. I agree with you. All his music was going crazy. So, uh, So yeah, definitely. But... We'll see. I know he was kind of rumored to have some affiliation with Motown as well, going back to last year, if I'm not mistaken. So maybe he ends up over there. Maybe he tries an independent route. But it'll definitely be interesting moving forward to see what Kodak Black does if it is true, like you said, he's off of the um, his deal with Atlantic. I would love to see Kodak try the independent route. He can make yeah. so, 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 so much money for yeah. himself doing shit the independent route. Correct. Um, but Pistols and Pearls will be the new mixtape that he's dropping this Friday. It's going to have 21 uh, tracks on it. The biggest feature that I'm looking at outside of um, the, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight is ESTG. He's got a track, number five, called Dirt McGurk uh, featuring ESTG and Lil Cricks, but... Um, ESTG looks like the biggest one. I don't know anybody else that's no, featured yeah. on the album. Number three, Low Shimmy. I don't know Low Shimmy. Another Florida artist. Okay. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I'm looking forward to this definitely. Absolutely. Can't wait to hear that. Can't wait. Um, are you ready to jump in the news? Well, we got up. Oh, we were talking about Childish Gambino being on Summer Walker's album. When, when I see Childish Gambino, I kind of get taken aback because... He talked about how he didn't really want to go by that anymore. He wanted to go strictly by Donald Glover. Okay. We got some other guys who changed their name too. Yeah, The Weeknd. He's decided that he no longer wants to go by The Weeknd. He will be going by his born name, Abel Tesfai or Tesfay. I don't know how to say his last name. Yeah, me neither, but. Forgive me if I'm wrong, guys. But he has decided moving forward, he will be dropping his moniker, The Weeknd. Mm. As a weekend fan, would that hurt you? Um, yes. Um, I'm not a huge weekend fan, but I'm thinking about it in my own realm. Like, I can't remember what Frank Ocean's name is. It's like Joseph or I, I I'm not sure what it is. But if he decided that he no longer wanted to go by Frank Ocean, yeah, that'd probably fuck with me. <laughs> like, come on now. <laughs> like you're Frank Ocean. 
It probably fucked with with fans when Prince decided he no longer wanted to go by Prince. They just they probably got over it because they could still call him the artist formerly known as Prince. Mm-hmm. But I've heard a lot of people like once once people found out the weekend's name was Abel, they started calling him Abel anyway. So Abel's a cool name. I don't think there'll be any problem with making the switch from the weekend to Abel with people because most people already know that's his name. Yeah. I didn't even know the name Abel until the weekend. He's the first Abel I've ever known. Oh yeah, I've never met an Abel. I have some Abels at my like that, that are my students now. Okay. But um yeah, no. I don't have a problem with it. You know? It's time to grow up for everybody sometimes. I was about to say artists get to a certain point. We see this all the time where maybe they try to transition to another, like a second career, mm-hmm. you know, or they try to leave like a old or damaged past behind them. Mm-hmm. So we see this all the time. And if that's the case with The weekend, if that's what he's wanting to do from this point on, he's going to give us Abel. And you know he's doing a lot in film. He has an HBO series coming out. That is true. Oh, so he's trying to he's, he's trying to drop that. He's trying to go. He's trying to go fed. Come he's on going now. professional. Come on now. He's he's dropping the eight and going to twenty four. I have a question. What's up? Why didn't we let Bow Wow do that when he had that CSI show come out? <laughs> he was like, "Hey y'all, it's no more Bow Wow guys. If you like, I will I'm be sad. Shad Moss from here on out." He was like, "Yo, I'm leaving one hundred six in Park. Yeah, there's no more Bow Wow. I'm moving over to CSI." <laughs> This is Shad. I don't know. I am Shad. I don't know why niggas didn't respect Bow. What's what is it with Bow Wow? Like, is it because he everybody just knew him as that little kid, little bro? He was always was he always little Bow Wow to people? Yeah, I think think maybe it's because we were younger than him growing up. We looked up to Bow Wow, but to everybody that was like of age or height level, he's just a baby. Yeah, yeah. Come on now, it's just a little Bow Wow. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's Calvin Cambridge. Like, you think mm-hmm. I'm supposed to be afraid of Calvin Cambridge? Yeah. yeah, that has to suck. Because we respect Bow Wow. Like, <laughs> what? Forever. But I guess it gets to the point where it's like, you hear like Bow Wow is trying to like DM your girl, or like Bow Wow is talking shit to you. Like, then you got to stand on business. Absolutely. Okay. Fuck all that fan shit. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> all right, man. Where are we at with shit? Moving out of the weekend, what we got up, man? Rick Ross. He said he's going to run for mayor of Fayetteville, Georgia. <laughs> okay. Is that where his crib is? Is that where this pod is? <laughs> they were talking about this nigga. <laughs> God damn it, man. Nah, I'm just playing. Um, I'm dead. I'm dead. <sighs> this is not going to happen. No? Nah, there's no way. This can't happen, right? Ross, man, okay, look, Ross is so rich, right? Rich forever. MMG. He's got to what the DJ point. Envy says, but go on. Yeah, you're correct. He's got to the point though where I think Ross just be bored, bro. That's why he be buying all these animals, race cars. He said he was gonna climb Mount Everest. Climb just remember? Mount Everest, jump out of fucking planes and shit. He's got movies being shot at the house and shit. Yeah, man. Like he just he got a lot of money these days. And when you that rich, you gotta find entertainment somehow. They don't have like, we find fun in little shit. We could just go to nigga Dave and Buster's. That's not fun. For, <laughs> that's not fun for Yeah, that's not fun for Rick Ross. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not the biggest boss. <laughs> nah, bro. Like, he, he got to do some extravagant shit. Is there any reality to him actually being elected mayor? 
None whatsoever. I don't care if he has the biggest crib on the block or how much money he gives to the boosters. That's what I was about to say. I was like, what if he like what if he it's not happening puts the Ross, money bro. into this? No. I don't think so. I mean, you know, Pablo Escobar got to be wasn't he like governor or some shit? Senator? Ain't no telling. I think it was moving shit. Ain't no telling. But uh, I mean, it's worth a shot. You know, we've seen people from different industries, not specifically music, but sports figures. Donald Trump obviously, you know, became president. So it's doable. But Ross being the governor, I don't think so. The only thing for me is that it's in Georgia. Like, and yes, we see Georgia as a super African-American state, but y'all niggas really just be looking at Atlanta. Georgia's still red, huh? Um, I'm not I, sure. I think so. I, yeah. I believe it's still red. But um, that's, that's a, a white state. Like, it's, it's, it's a Confederate fucking state. I just don't see it happening, man. Like, I don't see it happening in any other state, but... <laughs> His best chance is there in Georgia. <laughs> or nah, should he go back to Miami? His best chance is there in Georgia, Corey. And we're going to talk about that too. Yeah, yeah, I know. We shouldn't even be there. <laughs> Are we talking about that next? <laughs> Might as well. Um, but now I have, while we're staying inside of Rick Ross, we had some rap news. Rick Ross was speaking. Was he on Drink Champs? Was that? He was I think on, so. Yeah. He was on Drink Champs and he started listing... Ghost Riders and who are some of the best at the shit. But he said the top 2% of Ghost Riders in this game are Drake, Jay-Z, French Montana, and Lil Wayne. Is that believable? Yeah. I didn't know French Montana was ghostwriting like that. I mean, it's to be expected. At this point, you won't think? I mean, yeah. But, um... Maybe Rick Ross just doesn't do that much work with him. You can't leave Sahai out. You can't leave Sahai out of this. Sahai is top two percent of this this ghostwriting shit. Yeah. And as much shit niggas want to talk on Drake, not you know doing whatever he needed to do back around ten years ago, uh, the whole Quentin Miller situation. I am positive his pin game is. All over niggas credits. Like Drake. He's absolutely. writing for everybody. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um everybody's writing. With for the quality everybody. of of records he was writing for Kanye. Yeah. Niggas is getting niggas is getting Drake bars. Jay Z? I didn't know Jay Z was still ghostwriting for niggas. That's the one that surprised me the most besides French Montana, because I, I didn't know French Montana's pen was crazy enough to be ghostwriting. Jay-Z still ghostwriting for niggas, Corey? Man, gotta be, bro. Who? <laughs> Who's getting a Jay-Z ghostwriting? Who in this game today is respected enough to get... Oh, it's gotta be only, Drake. <laughs> only Rick Ross. That's why he know. Or Drake. Or Kanye. It's only a select few. Nowadays, I don't think Kanye's taking the Drake... I mean, taking the Jay-Z. Uh, Ross is. Any day. Ross is for sure. And I think I think Drake is. I can believe that. Okay. Lil Wayne? Yeah, I believe that forever. 
Lil Wayne writes for everybody. Like that's I don't even think that was a question. He's not even ghost writing. He's just writing. He's not even writing. It's just in his head. Yeah, yeah. Hey, say this. Niggas threw away the pen. Uh one more thing that he said in that interview or whatever it was as well, mentioning these same artists, he said, um, these guys can really start from like ground zero when it comes to getting a beat and, and build it. And building and building and creating a song from just the the very first like smallest point. <clears throat> he said a lot of artists these days, bro, it take them a lot. They gotta have multiple people in the studio with them. They gotta have this turned a certain way. The mic gotta sound like this. The environment gotta be. He like, no, nah, these guys, Jay Z, Wayne, Drake, they get right to work and they could build nothing into something. Like he said, these guys, when it comes to really creating and starting, like I said, starting fresh from ground zero and making a hit, he said nobody does it like the, those guys as well. And I think throughout the course of their careers in some videos, we've seen them do that. We've seen Lil Wayne put an entire track together. I don't know about Drake. I've seen Jay put an entire track together. Um, they're incredible with it. I, I don't Absolutely. He left out um, some people, but that list is solid. Who do you think he left out? I'm going to say T.I. You think T.I. is out here ghostwriting? No, no, no. Not from what I said. Like, from being able to really respect it as somebody who's so creative at taking a song from nothing and making it into a hit. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, T.I. definitely would be in there for me. Um, yay. You know, we the list can oh, go Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But, like, people who... I'm just trying to think of people who... Travis like, Scott. ...don't really get respect. Yeah, Travis will definitely be in there. Um, but, yeah, the list can go on and on. But, like I said, that was a solid list. And maybe I, I do need to catch that full interview because it sounded like he was dropping some gems. Yeah, yeah, it sounded like he was going crazy. And it's been a long time since I watched the Drink Champs interview. I need yeah, to tap yeah, in. Yeah, Shout out to Ross, though. Hopefully, man, he can maybe run for mayor. Maybe he can work out a, um, a deal with Wingstop. And maybe he could use that to boost us from Wingstop and get elected to office. Are you are you dead? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, what the fuck is this nigga talking about? I'm trying to campaign for us. Okay. You know, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. We yeah. ruined for everything that's black. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do what you need to do. Okay, okay. Come on. Mayor and like, okay, the same whatever, way. Whatever he ooh, needs. I know, what, I know what he needs to do. What's up? The same way Joe Biden went to Southern California and gave out free chicken and waffles from Roscoe's to the black residents. Yeah. He needs to go hand out wings and chicken sandwiches and shit from Wingstop. Absolutely. He's going to get that vote. He's going to get that vote. Lemon pepper. Lemon pepper step or wet. <laughs> <clears throat> Let's not stay there for too long. What we were talking about before inside of Rick Ross's conversation was uh, Florida and where he thought he could have or where we thought he could have run. Kari said that he'd be best off running in Florida I brought in that I I don't know because maybe not, maybe not. the NAACP just advised uh, that we don't go to Florida, Corey. Correct. Um, the NAACP has issued a travel advisory in Florida. It says um, the directors have issued a formal travel advisory for the state. Um, this comes in direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis's uh, aggressive attempts to erase black history and restrict diverse uh, diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. We talked about that on episode 239. But um, 
it's gone to the point where they said that Florida is an openly hostile uh, environment towards African-Americans, people of color and LGBTQ plus individuals. And that before traveling to Florida, please understand that the state of Florida devalues and marginalizes the contributions of and the challenges faced by African-Americans and other communities of color. So uh, in a nutshell, they have advised uh, people of color and the LGBTQ plus community to avoid the state of Florida. I just said this <laughs> literally before before they announced that, you know, when we talked about, it, like you said, I was like, you know, the only thing that makes Florida attractive is that they don't have state taxes like, yep. like Texas does. But outside of that, there was really no reason to want to be a resident of Florida uh, with these changes. So, man, when the NAACP steps in, I mean, it couldn't get any more serious than that, them issuing a travel advisor like they did. So, I mean, it's, it's definitely something that, like we mentioned before, we just got to keep our eyes on. You know, obviously we know for... The, the governor, DeSantis, is, is still a ploy and a plot to help him, you know, try to get to office for the for uh, the next seat for the White House. But um, it's still just so much political things and so many hands and so many just things that we, we just don't know when it comes to, you know, when um, when these states are passing these laws. And it's just it's deeper than just a surface level. Like, that's what I always think about with these moves. Like, it's not just what's on paper, bro. It's the same thing we talked about with Trayvon Martin, like. If you've seen the thirteenth on Netflix, yes, the stand your ground. It, it goes deeper than just hey, you can pull out your gun if somebody is on your property. Mm-hmm. Like, no, it's it's deeper. It's layers to that. So that's how I feel with this. The rule that he tried to pass, the whole we're not gonna teach diversity and inclusion. Like, it's way deeper than just we don't want to have this as a as a um, class or a course in college. Like, to me, it's way more than that. He's. He's sending a message um, in what he believes is in a small way. And it seems minute. It seems like a small way of just taking out the DEI, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Program. But it's it's a very indirect smack in the face to the black community, people of color. Um, Everything that we've reached towards... The same shit that we've been seeing in the past couple of years of how they're they're starting to remove racism um, and notions of systematic racism from textbooks, from school books. That's what he's doing. Like, hey, let's put the big fucking X on it. Um, So I say, like, it's deeper than just what's on paper because you started, right, in 2023 or whatever, but then think 15, 20, 25, 30 years from now, if it continues, then you completely erase history. Absolutely. They want to get back to the point where, well, not get back to the point. They want to keep niggas from not knowing our history. Like, we don't know where the fuck that we came from, the the kings and queens that we were in Africa. They don't even want the kids 30, 40 years from now to know slavery even fucking existed. It's crazy. They don't want, they don't even want y'all to know. They want everybody to think everybody's been equal this whole time. Fuck that. Y'all, never mind. I, I almost said some Nat Turner shit. Y'all are going to have to. We going back, nigga. Oh, man. <laughs> Nat Turner. Shit. Marcus Garvey on the ass for real, nigga. We going I was going to be like, y'all going to have to kill me. Fuck it. What? <laughs> Fuck this. What is this nigga talking about, bro? Got fleece on right now. Yeah, yeah, I know. That shit, that, that shit clear. What's that, corduroy? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's fire. Yeah. That's fire. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. 
But I don't know, man. Me neither, bro. It's I'm just, not going to Florida either way, though. Yeah, I don't need. There's, I don't have no relations in Florida right now, so no need for me to go there either. But uh, shout out to the support in Florida. We do love y'all. Hope y'all staying safe. And on the toxic tip, what's up? This is even more reason for your bitch not to be out there in Florida. Oh, now? Like, oh, if if your girl's not even listening to the NAACP, she definitely ain't going to listen to you. Leave that bitch. <laughs> you got you got you a black shorty. She's just hell-bound on going out to that summer trip in, uh, in Miami. Miami. Bro, you tell her what Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton them said. <laughs> she don't listen to that. She don't know what's good for herself anyway, man. Yeah, then you shouldn't be with her. Yeah, yeah, She's absolutely. She's not the one for you. Absolutely. Get her the fuck out. Come on now. Get her the fuck out, you know? She don't care about silver, right? She's not the one for you. What? <laughs> like, come on, what? Come on, dog. OJ ain't teach y'all nothing. <laughs> what? <laughs> These niggas tripping. Nobody's ever never never mind. Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. We're gonna get canceled. Um, did you have anything else to say about the NAACP staying out of Florida, Governor DeSantis? Nah, we can move on, man. All right. Instagram has decided to shock the fucking world, Kari. They are set to uh announce a new app that will be a competitor to Twitter. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be a new text-based app. That could let you create Twitter-like posts on a timeline. They've even started to show like a little prototype of what it might look like. It just looks like Twitter with Instagram's emojis, like with Instagram's hearts, with Instagram's share button, with Instagram's comment section. And uh, it has a couple of brackets. Car, I'm going to read it. It says, say more with Instagram's new text-based app for conversation. Talk directly with your audience and peers. Create uh, with texts attached, links, photos, blah, 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 blah. So basically, you're going to be able to tweet, comment, post pictures under shit. Um, Bring your fans with you. Quickly build an audience in one tap. Anyone can follow the accounts they follow on Instagram. They said, turn out the noise. We're taking safety seriously, equipping you with settings to control who can reply to you or mention your account. Accounts you've blocked carry over from Instagram and we're enforcing the same community guidelines to ensure blah, 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 blah. And you can reach new audiences. Soon the app will be compatible with certain other apps like Mastodon. Users on other apps will be able to search for, follow, and interact with your profile and content if you're public or if you're private and approve them as followers. This allows you to reach new audiences with no added work. In addition, Creators may be eligible to be recommended to people who don't yet follow them. I don't see the point of this. Oh, they want to take Twitter the fuck out. They're like, oh, um, Twitter's already over there in debt like a motherfucker. (laughs) Elon Musk doesn't know what he's doing over there. Mark Zuckerberg said, yo, put the nigga out of his fucking misery. You know, he's, he's good for that. He's good for it, and I think he can make it happen. However... Millennials and before, we're not switching over. We might still be over there too, but we're not leaving Twitter. Yeah, Twitter is gonna always be a staple. We've said that is a beacon. But especially these days with just the entertainment aspect of Twitter that we get, like we can't let that go. And there's an age group that is not on Twitter that is on Instagram 
that I don't give a fuck about what y'all have to say. And I don't want to see your text-based anything. Mm-hmm. They don't want to come over to Twitter because they think Twitter's for old folks. Like I, Even my students tell me they don't fuck with Twitter because it's for old people. That's fine. Good. That's why you're on TikTok. Good. But if they do text-based Instagram, they're on Instagram too, so now they're going to start pulling that over there. I'll be on the other one too just to have it, but I'm going to be on Twitter. Like I, yeah, I ain't going to be making no updates on IG. Nah, what if that shit start teeing up, Car? If it tee up, then it tee up. But I'm just saying right now, like I'm cool. Like, so the 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 feature, what is it? The note feature? Do you use that on Instagram? The note feature? Yeah, you know, like the little note that you could put. That this thing right here? Yeah, and they call it note. Yeah, I, I know. Fuck no, I don't use that thing. Um so that's what I'm saying. To be completely honest, I th- y'all annoy the shit out of me when y'all use those notes. <laughs> It'd be funny sometimes. No, it doesn't. Sometimes it, it, be it don't be funny <laughs> no time. But yeah, I be seeing some wild shit on there. I'm like, yo, like, why did I need to know that? As soon as I woke up today, I did not need to know that you owe all this money to somebody. Are you like, are you gonna use those things? Like you plan on using them? Nah, bro. I don't I don't really use all the special features on, on the social media apps too much. I'm still just gonna do the basic shit. Yeah, Kari just got his TV back in his room last year. <sighs> Chill out, dude. He's just fucking throw rocks at the wall. <laughs> And read books and shit and go for walks. Fucking weird. Ride my bike. Yeah, you talk to rocks while you're on your walks and shit. Too. <laughs> nah, I'm not like that. Guys. I'm not like that, man. Sorry. Um, but no, I, I, I'll use it, but unless this becomes like the new amazing thing, I no. Nah. I just don't see that. You know, like even moving forward five years from now, it's hard for me to see like Twitter, Facebook. And Instagram still not being the platforms. Like, I don't see the new platform right now. You know, back then, in the early days, from MySpace to Twitter to Facebook to Instagram, like, you you saw the next up-and-coming thing. I don't see that right now. But, like, even if it fizzles out, you saw, we've seen so many things come and go and fizzle out that you probably don't even remember anymore. I mean, you know Vine. That came and went. Um, What are some other things? Yeah, I was like really thinking more just like the text based side, but but you're correct. Like the Google, like there was a Google social media that that fizzled out. Oh yeah, damn! What was that shit called? Google Meet, G- Google Plus. It was something? Google Meets or Google something? I don't know. We had. I remember it though. The Voice. We had Voxer. Remember Voxer? Yeah, yeah, like the walkie talkie. Yeah, that that fizzled out. Um. We had Uvu. We had Uvu. That fizzled out. Skype. Skype. We had Tumblr. Tumblr. Yes, sir. That's still around, but it's fizzled the fuck out. We had Kick. That's only for prostitutes now. <laughs> and OnlyFans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, they on WhatsApp now these days. What, prostitutes? Maybe. That's what oh, I hear. Okay. <laughs> they tried to put me in a box. I wasn't trying to put you in a box. You thought niggas gonna be like, how'd you hear that? Face ass. <laughs> I think he said on I said maybe shit. I don't know. Nah, but I like I get me caught up. Um We'll see how this works. What's the last one that came and went? Oh, Clubhouse. Nah. Clubhouse is still kind of around, but it's really shit talking. Very shit talking. Just a lot of drama on there. For sure. Yeah. But yeah, I like I said, I just I can't see anything being like that next, that number one hit these days. But maybe this will work out uh, because 
even though we, we are still on Twitter with all of the changes that Elon has been making, it's been a lot of ups and downs. So who knows? Maybe he does get us to the point where that nigga just puts us off the app because he makes all of the wrong changes. And maybe we are looking for something new and Instagram's new uh, app or feature. Maybe that's the next one. It's probably hmm, I'm thinking about a way that it, it could and probably will work. Do you remember in maybe October, November, December 2020 how fucking booming Clubhouse was? Mm -hmm. It was because they were able to pay all the black stars, you know, to start promoting the app. So they brought an entire community, us, into that motherfucker. Um, But we ended up leaving it because... They offered the equity to the white niggas, which, I, duh, I don't know why y'all didn't know that. And and Kevin Hart. <laughs> yeah, that's why he was riding so hard for it. Hell yeah. Um, but if Instagram is able to find a method to do the same thing, maybe even offer a little equity in there. Could work. It could be, nigga, 1% equity in, in Facebook is something. Mm-hmm. Less than 1% equity in Facebook is something. Yeah. So, you know, it could, it could happen. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I'm interested to see how it happens because I like to see the evolution of things. I was about to say, we, we are always looking for something new that's just being human. Mm-hmm. We always want to see the, the new next big thing. So maybe it works. We shall see. You know, Mark has a good uh, track record, obviously. So maybe he comes up with the... He, he, he doesn't have a good track record, but from the Facebook, he got a good Facebook track record. No, he doesn't, Carl. From just the app itself, nigga. Obviously, I know that he's crazy. No, he just owed like a hundred fucking billion dollars or some shit like that because he just caught he got caught in that whole scheme on how Trump got elected. The data, but I'm saying he still created Facebook with somebody else that he fucking jived out of the goddamn <laughs> business, Corey. True, 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 true. And that's why I fuck with that nigga. <laughs> you see what I mean? Like, why are you coming from me? My, my fault. Like, hey, hey, I'm a I'm a Ray Kroc nigga. I know. Sorry. Yeah. I know. If y'all have seen the founder and y'all are more the McDonald's brothers than y'all are Ray Kroc, I hate your fucking guts. You can't stand with me. Oh. Same with the social network. If they was with them with those brothers. No, because because Mark really took that shit. Mark was really a bitch ass nigga. He about really you. was. Mark was, was a square. bitch ass nigga. The thing is, Ray Kroc gave them the vision and offered them to come along for the ride. They wouldn't budge. He would have took the McDonald's brothers for the whole fucking ride. Yeah, you're right. They would the, the Malta mix. The, them niggas. Oh, we we want real shakes. Shut your <laughs> bitch ass up, nigga. This shit cheaper, nigga. We're making money around this motherfucker. I, I don't know. Are we going to open another McDonald's? I think we're good with the ones we got. No, we're fucking not. Because y'all niggas want petty money and I want billions, bitch. Breathe, brother. You good? Ernie, nigga, back to... No, <laughs> for real, for real. That's hilarious. But now nah, you straight? I'm straight, man. Straight? Okay. Got a little angry over yeah, there. Yeah, I know. I was just making sure you was good, bro. And... and the fact that he not good. They are really yeah yeah. Like lay me back on it. <laughs> there are really niggas that watch the founder, and like don't be in the business mindset. And when it's over, they'll be like, "Man, Ray Kroc was such an asshole." Shut. I told y'all he not good. I'm not well. He's not well. 
y'all be the niggas that's not it's not ready to prosper in the business world, man. Sorry for y'all. I'm sorry. Damn. It's gonna be all right, bro. You straight? The McDonald's brothers was the problem. <laughs> I'm straight, bro. It's over. Okay. Where are we at with the next? Where are we at with the next? Uh, let's let's take a step down for a second, Kari. The goat, the greatest to ever fucking do it. You know, Jim Brown, yes, sir. NFL legend. When I mean the goat, I literally mean the fucking goat. I mean, unless you're talking about modern time and Tom Brady, and even then, arguably the greatest player of all time, Jim Brown, passed away, age 87. Um, was he having complications? I don't know if there was a, a cause of death that was given yet. Um, so no cause of death. I have a message here that was from his wife. Her name is Monique. She announced the death in an Instagram post on Friday afternoon. She said that Jim Brown passed peacefully Thursday night in their home in Los Angeles. Hmm. Uh, to the world, he was an activist, actor, and football star. To our family, he was a loving and wonderful husband, father, and grandfather. Our hearts are broken. He is literally like the greatest. I'm trying to stretch this across because we have younger listeners that only know today's times. Mm-hmm. We are talking about the greatest football player of all time. Ever. I'll read some more here just to bring it home some more for them, just in case if they're not understanding. This was in 2020. Jim Brown was selected to the NFL's 100 all-time team and was also ranked as number one all-time player on the college football 150 list to celebrate those sports anniversaries. He was named the greatest football player ever by the Sporting News in 2002. He's an NFL champion from 1964. Um, He's a three-time MVP. He was the rookie of the year, eight-time first team, second-time All-Pro, nine-time Pro Bowl, eight-time rushing yard leader, Five-time touchdown leader. Come on now. And then he went on to do more in the film industry. Like I, he he took on the film industry type shit. Yep. He actually retired early to go to the film industry. Yeah, he was running shit over Columbia, uh, Columbia Films type shit. I only know that because um, he did a lot of work with Richard Pryor. Back in those days. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And then just outside of football and film, man, he was just an advocate, you know, within the civil rights movement back in the day where, you know, you had our, the biggest names at that time, Muhammad Ali, Malcolm X, um, Martin Luther King, Bill Russell, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Then you also had Jim Brown in that mm-hmm. conversation. These were the guys that were leading the way for the civil rights movement. Um, on the sports side, being those public figures that were, you know, speaking for us, standing up for um, for something. So this loss, even though, you know, 87, um, whatever you can say, he did a lot in his life, but still just losing somebody that has made such an impact like Jim Brown has, is going to always hurt. Um, but all we can do is just celebrate, you know, everything that he was able to accomplish, man. He did a lot, like we said, on the field, off of the field, advocated for a lot of people, was respected by a lot of athletes, obviously, um, but it's still just a huge loss, man. So once again, for myself, rest in peace to Jim Brown. You know, hopefully his family, they said they hurt. And so just prayers for them. 
and just uh, you know, I can only imagine. Only, yeah. only just, imagine. Just hope they dealing with it okay, man. But yeah, a huge loss there. Shout out to Jim Brown and his family once again. All right. Um, I just wanted to take that step down for a moment. We can take a step back up. I only think we have one more thing to talk about. Okay. Okay. I mentioned in the intro how pissed I was at them Los Angeles Lakers car. Ah, yes, sir. We have gotten to the point that we are 3-0 with a Denver Nuggets lead. <laughs> there has never been a team in NBA history to recover from 3-0 in the Western Conference Finals. That's correct. They are looking to LeBron to do what he does time and time again and that's break records, and to return this team from a 3-0 lead. He was the only, uh, he was the only t- team leader or the only team to ever come back from a 3-1 lead. That was back in, what, 2016 or 17 with uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers versus Golden State? Can he do it again, Corey? I love LeBron James. I love this Lakers team this year. I love his, you know, the 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 fight that they have put yeah, up. I know this where he's year. headed. You can hear where Kari headed with it. Uh man, you know, they started out the season two and ten. Nobody expected them to get to this point. They were a play-in team. They barely made the playoffs, right? right? But they've had a great season, like I said, made it to uh the conference finals here. Does it end here? It ends here, man. It ends here. Is it end in a sweep? It's gonna end in, in in four. Ooh, it's gonna end in four, man. I, I just don't see them having enough to get the job done. Um, once they gave up the lead in this last game, game yeah. three, because they had it, man. They had it. Like they real life shouldn't have lost that game to me, but once they did lose, I was like, it's over from there. I think that loss just took a lot out of them. And LeBron, I know he's thirty eight. I know it's twenty seasons. I know he's banged up. He got hit on a bad ankle. I think two bad ankles. Ankles, but this is the first time in my life I'm seeing LeBron like, oh, bro, he really out there gas. Like he he old, bro. Yeah, he losing the step. You know what I'm saying? So like that's why I'm just like I think I think it just it's Denver's time this year. And on top of him being a little gassed, and yes, it's Denver's year. There is absolutely no answer on the Los Angeles side. For Jamal Murray, Corey. I'm, and when I mean no answer, there is no answer. They right. can't think of shit to do to stop Jamal Murray. And I'm a Lakers fan. Corey, I have to hit you with the I told you so. You know, I, you know I'm going to hit you with the I told you so, right? Go ahead. That is Jamal Murray's team, Corey. No, it's not. Are we ready to sit in that at this point? Nah. That's J-M. <laughs> nigga's talking about MJ. J-M. Yeah, flip that shit. J-M, nigga. Nah, man. It's still it's still Joker for me. He played who shot you at the beginning. J-M, motherfucker. <laughs> but no, Murray has been going off, man. They have no answer. They tried to put Dennis on him. They tried to put uh, Vando on him. They tried to put LeBron on that nigga. Tried to put LeBron on him. Nobody can stop him, man. He He's streaky, man. Once he get going, it's over. The, his he's coach, what? he's streaky. Come on now, he, Corey. He's what? <laughs> Come on, bro. What? <laughs> Come on, bro. For real. What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? That's why. That's why What's I did. This guy's deal. <laughs> I don't know, son. It's okay. Come on, bro. Streaky. 
He's a player that uh, can get hot really quick, right? What's this guy's doing? <laughs> what are you fucking talking about right now? So Jamal Murray is known to catch fire very quickly. There we go. At times. And when it happens, he's also known to stay on fire for a long period of time, right? Okay. His coach said that when he sees one shot go in. After that, the rim just looked like a hula hoop to that nigga. And I was just like, oh, this nigga's a, he's a supreme bucket. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, damn. But nah, man, it's it's over, bro. I agree. They don't have an answer for Jamal Murray. Uh, Joke, Joker, Jokic, he's still doing his thing. Man, he's averaging a triple-double from the, the center position. It's like, who can stop him? You know what I mean? So I think it's over for him, bro. I tweeted. I don't know if you saw my tweet. There's an answer for Jamal Murray. That. It lies either in the trunk or the glove compartment of the car. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Somebody back that nine out. Hmm? That nine ml. <laughs> right yeah. to the ankle. Like why haven't why is nobody on the Lakers squad thought like hey, I'm gonna take one for the team. Yeah, I'm gonna stomp this nigga's ankle <laughs> to fucking death, bruh. Yeah, I mean. Darvin Ham, the Lakers, Los Angeles Lakers head coach, before the series started, they asked him, how are you going to stop Joker? He said, I'm just going to have to kidnap him. Did he say that? Yeah. Okay. So maybe that's what they need to do. Somebody need to get kidnapped. Nah, like who do we not need on the squad? I almost said D-Lo, but yeah, he's fucking <laughs> off this fucking series. <laughs> he's been playing. Um, I need D-Lo to tackle, to tackle Jamal Murray on court. Okay. And once he tackles him... Grab a leg, just start punching the ankle. Okay. What about the uh, the angle lock, current angle? Would that work? No, I'm gonna need more like a Ric Flair figure four. Ah, uh, okay, okay, okay. That's gonna do his legs dirty. Got you. Oof. Um, an angle lock. See, I told you you was a Kurt Angle fan growing I, up. I was. Uh, look at Kari's ass. Y'all, hey, I want y'all to know why everybody had their own, like, lit, <laughs> their own lit favorite wrestlers. Yeah. And Kari, like, I used to get on his ass about this when we was little because it was his favorite. Um, <laughs> What's up, man? Kari's favorite wrestler was Kurt Angle. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Like, my favorite was, like, obviously, like, a John Cena type shit, like, Niggas might have been favorite John Cena, favorite Batista, Edge, Randy Orton, Triple H, Shawn Michaels. Kari would come in like one to wear like the spandex like <laughs> suit, like the type shit that bitches be wearing, like the Ethica. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> you know how bitches be wearing the whole Ethica suits these days? <laughs> Coming at bitch look like Kurt Angle, they think got, you finna fuck something. Take that, that bitch, off. That bitch from shit. On me. Stop playing. That bitch got a hot Cheetos uh, <laughs> Ethica suit on. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Um. Yeah, Kari's favorite wrestler was was Kurt Angle. Every time we played SmackDown versus Raw, he was with <laughs> Kurt Angle. It was like, bro, I'm about to whoop your ass, nigga. He only do <laughs> Olympic moves. <laughs> nah, bro, chill out. I've said it multiple times. Eddie Guerrero was always my favorite wrestler. The pie know that. The streets know he that. He died when we were six. After that, it was Kurt Angle. No, after that, it was like Jeff Hardy and him. Kari was so mad when John Cena beat Kurt Angle for the U.S. Championship. He cried. <laughs> you gonna stop making shit up on this pod. I know that. 
My fault, bro. Yeah, bro. You got to quit. Do it sound like I'm making it up? I, I hope. I hope they don't think that I really got down like that because I didn't. Gary <laughs> definitely looked like his favorite wrestler was Kurt Angle, though. Bro. Do you have any more? Yeah, let's move on to the East uh, just before we get up out of here. So Miami and Boston, at this point in time of us recording, is still 2-0. The game has not came on yet. But uh, Boston lost the first two games at home to Miami, man. Now that the series is shifting to Miami, how do you feel about this series? Do you think this one is over? It's going to fuck around and go the same way. I don't want it to go the same way because I was hoping business needed to be business in the NBA, and we ended up with – a Los Angeles, Boston finals. Finals. Yeah, the script. It doesn't look like that's gonna happen, but um, I do want to see Boston try to pull this out. They have no answer for Jimmy Butler. I haven't been watching this one as closely as I've been watching the Western Conference Finals because yeah. the Lakers are my team, but um, I don't see Boston pulling this out. I would like them to though. Me too, me too. But yeah, we'll see. Uh, Two at home? You lost both at bro, home? I lost both at home. I'm, I mean, just like LA, but Boston was expected to win. And Miami not going like that at home. Yeah, bro. So we'll see. We'll see. But uh, it's definitely been interesting. We'll see who wins, man. But yeah, that's all I got. We can get up out of here, bro, if you ain't got nothing else. All right, yeah, man. I don't think I have anything else. That should do it. That's episode 240 of the Rising Ground Podcast. Spain Boy Roderick. I'm Jakari. All right, man, let's get out of here. I snap on the track like the fingers of Thanos. Como también nosotros perdonamos. A los que nos ofenden. It's all love, all Wimbledon with the pendant. All I have in this world is my flag and my sword. I'm on the battlefield with the flag of my lord. My shahada is my cantata. My heart chakra light up when I make signs that faja. Padre nuestro que estás en el cielo. Our heavenly father. Like Vince Staples said, we just wading in the water. My people out in Flint still bathing in the slaughter. Ice out here ripping families apart at the border. Satan struck Palestine with yet another mortar Lies from the reporters Ass shots and stripper poles for the eyes of my daughter Hmm, swing low, sweet chariot My train is on schedule But I had to take the underground railroad like Harrogate Weave the whole industry, every jab I parried it My cross I carried it My crown of thorns to Calvary from Nazareth The orbit was too wide to calculate the azimuth The journey was technically unexplainable hazardous Rise young gods, all paths lead to Lazarus The dry bones that lifted up from the valley dust The prayers of the slaves are the wings that carry us A field full of dreams is where they tried to bury us Understand, cause it's kinda hard to deal with me. But anyway, moving on. Next page, next chapter. I need a ride or die to really wanna make.
make it happen Come and talk to me, I wanna know your name I ain't got a soul I could trust That shit be driving me crazy Slide with me, baby This the interview What you drink, what you really trying to get into I'm single and I live by myself Young, black, successful But I can't stay up out the ghetto And I just got that new vet For the summer, my bitch just left me What a bummer, I'm feeling like a plumber AD dude, and this boss bitch been hitting on me Hey you, we could build this shit up together If you really real and wanna see me on that level I'm single for the summer And I just got that new vet, that blue vet, that 2022 vet Come and ride with me, you can vibe with me Smoke some enterprise with me, you gon' like my honesty I'm single for the summer And I just got that new vet, that blue vet, that 2022 vet Come and ride with me, you can vibe with me Smoke some enterprise